Heroes come in all sizes. Uh -oh. But adventure doesn't come any bigger than this. We are not afraid of you! From George Lucas and Ron Howard. Willow. Rated PG. Welcome back to the show, Old Millennials Remember Movies. I am your host, Angela Yoshiko, here with my fists on his hips, co-host, Tyler Wilson. Hello. Why do you have such a uh, formal stance? I don't know. Felt like we were talking about a, a, a warrior's journey of Willow. It just felt like natural to sit here with my my hands on my hips and I'm, yeah. I'm peacocking a little bit. That's right. Yeah. We are talking about the anticipated episode of willow is it anticipated oh yes almost everyone i talk to at least okay at least one out of every three people i talk to is like "Ooh, what about willow yeah we were this is another one where we kind of thought we would do it um we would this would definitely be one we would do because we had memories of it or whatever or people keep asking us about it mm -hmm. it's another one where we didn't like own it and it wasn't like i don't know easy to find and then uh, magically, it's now part of Disney Plus, and so here we are with our second Disney Plus episode in a row. But I mean, people listen to them out of order. We're leaning into it. It's available for people to watch. We're going to talk about it. Why not? We're leaning into it. It's our Thanksgiving episode for some reason. Okay. Well, before we <laughs> jump into Willow, available on Disney Plus, not sponsored by Disney Plus, but they could if they wanted to like sponsor us. We could. <sighs> I would be okay with totally. That. So before we jump into that, what you been watching? Before we get into that, I wanted to read a little bit of uh, viewer, what? listener, uh, listener uh, feedback, oh. listener reports, listener. Okay. We, periodically, we get email messages on our website. Insert website name here. What's the name of the website? OldMillennialsRemember.com. Okay, we got an email. I thought I'd read it on air because you know it's what we do, right? Okay. You, get, you write into us. We'll periodically we'll insert it. This is what I said. This okay. is from. Uh, Jasper. I don't think that's a real name. Didn't have. Didn't really? say a location. What if it is? Sorry, Jasper, if you're real. It says, uh, "Hey guys, like your podcast, you should get sponsored by Disney Plus." Well, like that was not as much as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was a longer email. Oh, okay. Uh, that's all I said. Thanks, Jasper, for telling us about Disney Plus. Okay, you're such a dork. <laughs> oh my god. I thought it'd be more than that. I didn't read hey, the whole email. Question: through. Did you ever follow up on that uh, that guy that did write in about the book, the Ninja Turtle book back end story guy? I sure didn't. Oh, Tyler still can. Who was that? It was somebody, some who guy who was in the wrote costume. a book, and yeah. did a thing, and wanted you to interview. Yeah, him. it's not like I wouldn't. I just you know didn't. <laughs> it's not that I wouldn't. It's just that I didn't. Yeah. Hashtag old millennials. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's a good mantra for a whole it's generation. It's not that I wouldn't. It's just that I didn't. That I didn't. Okay. So what you been watching? Okay. Well, you and I we've seen a couple things together. What on the movie screen? The big the big movie screen, including one we saw on I. Well, I mean it's not really IMAX. It's close to IMAX. It's we saw Ford v. Ferrari, or Ford versus Ferrari, if you wanted to spell out that whole V. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. in, in the title, it just says V, mm -hmm. and it sounds, it rolls off the tongue easier. And this is, uh, you know, the fact-based story of uh, 
the Ford company. They got brought the, it's brought in uh, Sh- uh, Shelby, the guy that does, I don't know a lot about cars. You can't really tell, can you? No. Um, you you know, like an expert. they decided they wanted to make their car, Ford wanted to make their cars seem sexier in the '60s, so they wanted to make people buy them because they were fast. So they started made, making a racing team. And they wanted to beat the Ferrari guys in the Le Mans 24-hour race, which is a race in which people just drive a car for 24 hours in a circle, which seems insane to me, uh, but there you go. Anyway, we watched that movie. Uh, what did you think of it? It was great. Yeah. We got Matt Damon. Yeah. Well, you played, uh, I don't think his name is Richard Shelby, but we'll call him Richard Shelby. Yeah, Tyler. <laughs> Shelby. Hey, huh? Carol Shelby, that's right. Carol. And then uh, Christian Bale is uh, this, uh, the race car driver who kind of worked yes. with him at the time. Um, he was a British guy. This is another Christian Bale performance where, listen, uh, say whatever you will about Christian Bale. It, he's very recognizable, very famous for doing lots of different things. And I tell you what, every time he's in a movie, whether we like it or not, whatever, he it, within a few minutes, you kind of just forget it's Christian Bale. And he, he's so good at kind of honing in on a character and creating such a specific a portrait of somebody and that is probably is more true of this than many of his other performances i'd say it's he's amazing in it i i would say he's the reason to see the movie him and matt damon's very good too matt damon's very good in this movie right it is leaning into his like it's a matt damon uh what you want to see matt damon doing kind of thing and the race sequences are really strong it's exhilarating to see on a big screen it's it's a lengthy movie but it doesn't really uh feel that long and i, I didn't think i think it played pretty pretty well for like two and a half hours anyway um yeah what? if you like car chases even though there's not a car chase this there's is car racing racing yeah i like car racing so that's fun and uh the uh, slightly historical stuff is fun i mean henry ford comes off like a dick and that's fantastic He's played by tracy letts and it's a very fun uh kind of big performance um of a, of a guy who is just bluster and he wants to, his company to be the best, but it doesn't actually, it's at least, no, the portrait here doesn't seem to have appreciation of what goes into, like, making it the best. And it is, I like the angle of that because it is this story of, what I liked about the movie a lot was that I think a lot of car people would really like um, a lot of the details in it. But even if you're not, it does a nice job. It's James Mangold as the director, kind of showing a world of like this is artistry like what these guys do is is not just science it, it is that but it's also it requires a, a certain kind of mind and a, a brilliant mind and, and a creativity and ingenuity to to kind of build something and to to get something to work at this level and it celebrates that and it celebrates kind of that creativity or over kind of money and the corporate attitude of like whatever gets the job done it celebrates the actual work, and I think that that comes through whether you know cars or not. So I like that about the movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go see it. It's, it's good. Cool. It's uh, doing pretty well, so that's good. We also went and saw uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's just a couple nights ago. It was. This is uh, not a biopic on uh, Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. Uh, if you want to see a more detailed. Uh, movie of his life and what his show is about and his legacy that um, uh, won't you be my neighbor documentary from last year it's definitely where you want to go we uh if you listen to this podcast we, we were it was very high on our end of the year lists mm-hmm. uh, when it was on your list i don't know if it was on your list it was on my list very high you saw it very good this is i would say it's an emotional companion piece it is based on an article that was written by a journalist but it 
it, it takes creative liberties. It is more about the journalist. He's then of the protagonist of the story, not Mr. Rogers. And he, Mr. Tom Hanks plays Mr. Rogers and he is kind of just influence on this, this character's life. And I liked that angle, especially after having such, so recently seen the documentary. It was a nice way to kind of get into what Mr. Rogers was about without kind of repeating the same emotional beats as that documentary. What did you think about it? Oh, so good. Yeah. My uh, criticism is very deep. It was very good. And you should definitely see it. It was emotional. What I liked about it was Mm. it, it did a really, really, really great job of building tension and giving you enough release with some humor of just like, oh my goodness. Like, this is hilarious, even though it's not funny, but it's like, it's raw emotion in a lot of the Oh, the, the eccentricities of, of the way Mr. Rogers kind of operates, maybe, yes. and, and how he, I think maybe, like, some of, like, you're, I think you're saying, like, some of the scenes, like, this, he gets his puppets out, and he's talking to people through his puppets. Yes. And it's, um, like, some raw emotions, but on the other hand, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But then you're like, oh, man, this is some deep shit. I was, uh, struggling a little bit before we started recording because I was writing an article about this movie in particular. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And, um, what I was trying to convey was just how good Tom Hanks is in this. Um, because it's not, it's not that his impression is great. And in, in fact, the impression is maybe not great. It is yeah. just kind of Tom Hanks doing the voice and being, look, kind of looking like him. But it doesn't, that doesn't really matter because it is kind of, he's embodying what he was as a person and kind of going deeper. And he's making choices to kind of um, provide a shade of Mr. Rogers that is unknowable to the public. Like, we wouldn't know kind of how he operates and how he, he kind of is – his mind is churning because you can't see that necessarily when you're watching him on an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's Tom Hanks in this movie kind of making those choices as an actor to convey that while also giving us kind of the spiritual, the the thing that we really loved about him, right? I mean, he can look at the screen, and in fact, there are scenes and moments in the movie where he is, like, looking directly at the audience. Mm -hmm. There's scenes that portray, like, him. he's filming an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighbor. There's other things later in the movie that are different, that are kind of directly addressing the audience. And the way he's able to kind of pierce the screen like Mr. Rogers did is uncanny. But I think he's also doing another thing on on top of that, of just kind of adding a, a humanity, an imperfection, a delicacy even, just like this was a human and this is how his brain was working and how this there are, he wasn't just like this image and I I really liked his performance and I, there was an attempt to kind of show another side and, and while still not really being a movie about him, right? It's about the other character. It's about the Matthew Rice character. Who it's is super good. At really it. good. Um, Marielle Heller is the director here. She made Can You Ever Forgive Me of last year, which I don't think you saw. That's Melissa McCarthy's a kind of a fact-based movie about a, a a writer who starts forging letters. And it's it's a really funny movie, but it's it's just maybe some of Melissa McCarthy's strongest dramatic work. And that was a really good movie that she made. She made the – she's a really good filmmaker, and I like some of the creative choices here to kind of sidestep um, well-worn areas. Like – you know, like these father-son stories, because at the heart of this thing is like the main character has a problem with his dad, played by Chris Cooper, mm-hmm. who we've seen, we've literally seen Chris Cooper play like shitty dads, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a story that we've seen a thousand times, right? And But the way this movie is able to kind of tell that while weaving in the worldview of Mr. Rogers um, without kind of hitting on all those like tropes, I thought was impressive. It's really good. Yeah. 
<laughs> Very good. Yeah, good, really good. Yeah. yeah. So we saw those two in theaters. So there you go. I'm I'm in, curious to read your column about it. I just basically said it. <laughs> Why do you think I was able to like articulate now? Ford v Ferrari, we saw like a week ago. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like you. I was like, that's you pretty good. You know what I didn't like about Ford v Ferrari was what's his name? Josh Lucas. If I could make one improvement, I'd just fucking pull his him and his character out of the fucking movie. So he plays a marketing guy. He's always just like, you guys need to do what we want to do. He's like Ford. a VP. Right, and he there. Are, while there are other characters that are uh, based on real people, I and I think this character is named, and he is based on a real person. He does. He's not portrayed in a particularly believable way, in that he feels villainous. And I don't know if that guy. I would. I'm, I don't know, but I would venture to guess that like the family of this guy is probably not like thrilled with the portrayal. Or maybe he <laughs> was just a jackass. Maybe, but it, I, it, it, to me, it felt like a movie villain in too many corners, whether he was always being too obstructionist, even when it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just to add like another like Just to be scene difficult. of block, you know, to block the character's desires and needs and goals, right? So in that regard, I didn't love that aspect either. But it wasn't, to me, it wasn't, uh, he's not a major contributor to the movie. There are other stuff so good that. I'm surprised you didn't mention that when we were actually talking about Ford. I before. forgot. I was, I'm tired. You're tired. Okay. Um. So, what's that? You've been watching at home. Well, you, oh, I. You were mad at me for watching the first episode of the Mandalorian. So now. You mean the Banjolorian? The Banjo. You've been calling it the Banjolorian because yeah, that's fine. I mean, mandolin, banjo. Yeah, Mandalorian. I get it. Mandalorian is a very difficult word for me to remember. So, are you glad that we now we are on board together? We've seen the first three episodes. We're good to go, right? You're happy. Yes. Good. Yes. It's good, right? You know, you do I mean, tro- sure. You don't love it? It's fine. <laughs> All right. I mean... I'll yeah. remember that when I go to see Rise of Skywalker without you. Is it like the greatest thing ever? Is it worth all the excitement I've seen on my Facebook news feed? Nah, I don't know. Well... It's not like bad, but I mean, is it like, like oh my god, this is so good. I think people are, uh, I think, fairly impressed that it's got a movie scale on like a TV show. It's got that going for it which is a lot of shows don't necessarily have um i think you've it's fair to remember that a lot of people haven't did not care for the last couple star wars movies i really like the last jedi um a lot but if you go online it's like the equivalent of like republicans and democrats the divide on that mm-hmm. it's very strong um so there's a lot of people that don't like that movie and the Han Solo movie wasn't successful, and people kind of were underwhelmed by that, which I saw and almost completely forgot about after watching because it's very forgettable. So I think the fact that it does a lot of Star Wars elements right, which it does, it's definitely got um, kind of the vibe and the tone, and it understands the lore enough, and it celebrates the the world enough without um, – pandering too much um i love all the gleep gops running around so and the robots that's fun uh you'd be surprised at how difficult that somehow is to get these people to make these get the, those elements into the movies and stuff but here they are you and then it has a and then there's a secret weapon that i we i mean everybody is talking about it and even spoiled before you even saw it yeah so. you know it's tough yeah. having a main character who fucking wears a helmet the whole time i you know and I think that's the big push and problem, the tough the challenge of the, the show. I actually really like the performance so far. Yeah. It's good. And I, there's uh, it's Pedro Pascal, and he there's some good physicality to it. And I think the voice is interesting enough that it works. And he doesn't talk a lot. But I, lo- I mean, I love it. The second episode especially, it has like the first 15 minutes or so, there's no dialogue. And it's just uh, 
the Mandalorian and his uh, little companion uh, just kind of interacting without dialogue and having a little adventure. And I think that's really good. And I thought the the way that um, the third episode opens up is really cool as well. And again, that's another example of like that is finally giving a lot of fans what they want because everybody's loved like Boba Fett for a long time with the jetpacks and the world of all that. And in the third episode, they really just finally like open that world up, right? You get a lot more. If you're a fan of uh, Mandalorian uh, helmet dudes, then that third episode especially has got all sorts of stuff for you. Yeah. So I was just teasing. It's pretty good. Oh, okay. Uh, I watched with uh, a couple of our children the movie uh, Klaus or Klaus. They call the character Klaus in the movie. It's Netflix's animated movie mm-hmm. about um, kind of the origins of Christmas and Santa Claus and about a postman who goes to this town. He's kind of a spoiled postman. It's Jason Schwartzman. Um, and he's a rich guy who has to work this job and he's got one last chance and he meets this old man in the woods who's J.K. Simmons who doesn't talk very much in the movie despite it being J.K. Simmons and he discovers this guy likes to give out, build toys and he figures out like, oh, if we build toys people will use the mail and get out of the thing. Anyway, um, what was notable to me was that Norm MacDonald ha- plays a supporting role as the voice of a sea captain, a surly sea captain and I enjoyed that. Of course you did. Uh, Joan Cusack has a fun voice in it. It's not bad. It's uh, well made. I think the story is sweet. Um, it it kind of it's a nice little warm Christmas movie without being too sentimental, and it doesn't even get to all that sappy stuff until kind of the end. How the kids like it? Uh, Marion was the only one that really kind of stuck with it. Um, she liked it enough. She liked the. She had questions about it afterwards because there's a. Understandably, there's a. If you are connecting the story of Santa Claus to this story, there is a moment right at the end. It's not spoiling it, really. That like a, a man, <laughs> a man in the show in the movie that is depicted as a man, a human being who lives and does not have any magical powers, suddenly uh, is gifted or uh, something is transformed in him, and it that was just like a mind blowing moment. And it's at the tail end, so it's like, what do you? And you're like, well, you know, what are you gonna do? You gotta kind of explain like oh, magic, you know. Yeah. So, um, that's pretty good. And then I also watched in the holiday spirit mode. I've been wanting to watch Anna and the Apocalypse for since it came out last year. It was like a late last year deal. Did you not talk about this on the last episode? I don't think I did. The I, musical zombies. I don't think I had finished watching it when we did our last podcast. So now I did. I talk about it. Did I really? Ah, oh, well, never mind then. I didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did talk about. Did it. I? Or did we just talk about Maybe. it? Maybe this is—that's the problem. What we do? I think you did talk about it, and then you talked about the music, and then you didn't like the music at the end. I feel like I was just telling you that, like in the On in the car or something. Weekend? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and share. Well, correct. <laughs> Write us a note like that, uh, Jasper. Um, yeah, I was really excited about it, and I like it's a zombie. I don't. I've seen so many zombie movies. I haven't seen any zombie movies in years, and now I've seen like four this year. And I'm just tired of the, the genre, but it um I, it's a it's a Christmas musical with zombies, and so I like a lot of I like the element of that. It has a very like for a while anyway. It feels like a, a kind of a Shaun of the Dead kind of deal. It, it's festive, but it's also got decent music to start. And then I don't know. To me, it really fell off a cliff about halfway through, and just kind of became more of a zombie movie, and not a particularly great one. Um, and it didn't. Well, for a movie that is kind of like uh, trying to celebrate its characters a little bit and be fun and funny, it just kind of takes a, 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 a I mean, especially for a zombie movie, a predictably like 
dour turn, downtrodden, not not fun or pleasant. But I don't know. Like I get I get the choice. I but I don't I don't know why we needed to do that. Because um, it just felt like another yet another one of these movies that just doesn't have much to say. So I and then I think the music kind of starts trailing off too. So, eh, yeah. I after waiting a year to see it, it finally uh, showed up easily to watch, and I was just like, well, that was not really worth the wait. So there you go. I probably said what that last we, week, no, but I, I don't it, remember. It's not on the list. Well, I know it's not on the covered. list, but you know how it goes. Uh, you know how it goes. I you know. Yeah. Anyway, we watched Willow. We did tonight or today. We tonight. Did, we're this is we're doing the rare thing where we are actually recording the day we watch the movie. Yeah, we are. That's pretty good for it us. Is. Usually, wait like days and days. Originally, we weren't going to watch uh, the movie with the kids because, like, well, that seems like I don't I don't remember much about it. So I was like, well, is it good for the kids? And then we went on one website for I don't know about thirty seconds mm-hmm. to read about like some of the scary potential things. And I don't know if I even got through all the way to paragraph. We were just like, eh, it's fine. We watched it with the kids. It's on Disney Plus. It's Disney Plus's fault. The long silence. <laughs> it's waiting for you to say something. People are going to think that. The it stopped. Over. They're gonna like look. That happened. You know, <laughs> that happens sometimes when you listen into a podcast, and it's like uh, there's a little bit of a gap, and we're so impatient. Like I don't know about you, but like whenever something doesn't work on your phone, even for like a little bit, especially mm-hmm. if you're on like Wi-Fi and you're just like and hook the home Wi-Fi, and it's st- no one talks for a second. You're like, God damn it! Like the stupid Wi-Fi is freezing my thing, and you look down like, Oh no, they're just not talking. You don't select the option to have the your podcast player skip the pauses uh, is there an option for that yeah oh interesting yeah okay so some people didn't even catch on that catch on that they're gonna catch on to it now catch on that okay so we are talking about willow it's a movie that came out when we were itty bitty children correct and it's a movie that like if you liked it as a kid mm-hmm. it stuck with you as like that was a good movie from 1988 from 1988. Do you have some high stats for me? Let's cover a little high stats of Willow from 1988. It is rated... PG. PG. It is a lengthy two hours, six minutes. Oh, it is It is two hours and six minutes. Yeah. Somebody fucked up on the editing job here, and they really could have cut a half hour out. Listen, for as someone who was very excited in five days to watch Martin Scorsese's three and a half hour movie, it is not necessarily the length. It's just that the movie does not play well for two hours. It, it, it feels yeah. like it needs to be shorter. And there there's were, several moments. Yeah, there are a handful of scenes where I was like, this is going on too long. Right. And there are, there's some redundancies here and there. So, yeah, I it's mean, like, oh, we're doing this again. Yeah. I mean, but very, very two hours is not necessary. I mean, two hours is a good length, but I don't know. I think when you say that two hours and five minutes, you're like, nope, you're nope, too long. You're too long. 15 minutes. It came minutes. out May 20th, 1988. Mm, okay. So it was a summerish release. Yeah, that makes me like four and a half years old when it came out. Ronnie Howard is your director here. Directed by Ron Howard. Uh, writers. Story by George Lucas. Story by George Lucas. Screenplay but, by Bob Dolman. And that's the key. It wasn't a George Lucas screenplay. Well, that's yeah. a good thing, <laughs> generally. So, yeah. Uh, starring Val Kilmer, Joanne Whaley, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis being your title character, but of course not billed uh, first because he was not famous, but Val Kilmer was famous. Was Joanne uh, Whaley fam- all that famous? That's weird that she got billed second because she's not in the movie very much. Well, I think they billed her second because they're like, this is definitely a movie starring Val Kilmer and a hot lady. 
And that's good, fine. I get that. But again, I mean, it's the movie's called Willow. It's called fucking Willow. <laughs> yeah, the guy who's Willow. playing Willow is not one of those. Then again, two. I mean, as I think the IMDb made a point of uh, Superman, the first Superman, uh, Christopher Reeve as Superman, build third. So, yeah. you know, that was Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman. But you get what I'm saying. Ooh, I'm looking at the money situation here. Yeah. Yeah. What's your guess on how much it costs? Well, it was probably somewhat expensive. Because of what? Well, because Ron Howard was uh, off a success with, I think, Cocoon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, George Lucas, obviously, was riding Star He's He like, just money, did three money. Star Wars. I mean, I mean, they're getting what they want for this yep. budget, right? So they spent money. They did spend money. They yeah. spent $35 million. In 88, that's good money. That's a good chunk of change. Cumulative, or let's see, gross. They grossed $57 million. Domestically, right? Did it gross more... No, they're, that's the same as the worldwide. I did a little bit of looking at that, and it looks like, because there's a lot of uh, artic- there's articles that are like, it's, it wasn't successful. When, in fact, because it's like, the main, main part of that is is because George Lucas had, like, other stories, and then he chose to, like, put them in books rather than, like, continue the movie series because it, quote-unquote, wasn't successful. But truthfully, it sounds like with the international market and how well it rented that it made it did okay. It did fine. Don't don't worry about Willow. Willow did fine. It wasn't a colossal bomb by any means. It was not I think George Lucas wanted it to be as big as Star Wars and maybe they thought it would be and it definitely is not that. Um I think for I mean there's reasons for that. I think it's not First of all, it's not set in space. People like space stuff more than they like uh at least until the Lord of the Rings came around. So, yeah, you know, I get it. Any more high stats for me? Nope, those are your high stats. Well, should we share what we remember? Yes, this is the segment where we take a minute before we watch the movie and write what we remember about the movie or about watching it. Mm-hmm. And usually it's uh, Tyler remembering verbatim, like an IMD or Wikipedia entry, and me going like, it was a movie. But I try not to write that down. Like, with, for example, blank check in our last episode, I could write down that whole plot, but I chose not to, because, I mean, what, what was the point of that? We're going to talk about the movie in general, so. So, Tyler. Uh-huh. What do you remember? Well, with that, with what you just said, you would think, here I go. But listen. Listen. Warwick Davis may be small, but he's a big the, hero. But you remember that it was starring Warwick Davis. Yeah. So, that's good. Because he was and you remember in, his name. That's impressive. Because he is was in Return of the Jedi, and then he would become like the Leprechaun in the Leprechaun horror series. And so I know Warwick Davis, and I know that world. Yep, because you're smart. I used, uh, uh, excuse me, I used to watch this a lot with my Wisconsin cousins. Or my brother really liked it. We watched it at home a lot. Or something. It's orcs and whatnot, right? I don't remember. And that's true. I have a... I, that's the weird... The weird thing about this is that my memory of Willow is that I've seen Willow a lot. And that we watched it a lot. Like, my Aunt Leanne had the VHS, and that would be one that, like, one of the cousins always picked out and we watched it. And But I think either that's the case, and I whenever they turned it on... I didn't care for it and did something else, or my brother was always watching it and I didn't care for it because mm-hmm. once we got to like through the first 20 minutes of this movie, I didn't remember much at all. Like the first 20 minutes felt really familiar. And then everything else after that, with the exception, the exception of the sledding scene, I remembered almost nothing. So that's unusual for me. Usually my memory gets jogged more, but not this time. It was that's like funny. 20 minutes and then a sledding scene and that's it. Did everything I, else was unfamiliar. I feel like I must have made you watch Willow at some point. I don't think you and I have seen it together. Really? Yeah. It's probably one of those where I, I like wanted you to watch it and you were like, nah. No, because it wasn't one that I was like, I'd never seen. It was one that I had the memory of, oh, no, I've seen that a lot. And you were like, oh, I've seen that a lot. Ha, we as Willow. Yeah, and then it was like, that was the end of that conversation. We didn't have to force each other to watch it. That's true. Here's what I remember. Okay. 
A dwarf with a wand has to protect a baby from an evil queen or witch or something. And that's correct. I was I was spot on with that. You did. That was right. Just to say. Mm -hmm. And I remember at some point, maybe someone is stuck in a cage hanging in the air. Yeah, you got that right, too. Yeah, that is the longest goddamn scene in the whole fucking movie. It is the longest so, scene. <laughs> no wonder I remember it. It goes on and on. We cut away from it for a little while. We come back Fuck. to it. And I Several like characters it, move in and out of it. <laughs> is there another scene where they're stuck in a cage again anyway? Yeah. It's uh, ridiculous. They're in a cage um, for a while. And I love this movie, and it definitely contributed to my love of supernatural and magical things. Right. Yeah. So when you we, you read yours to me before we started the movie, and I was like, oh, yeah, baby. Like, that's the extent of, like, my like that's how much I had forgotten. But then I was like, I know the setup, mm -hmm. because I think I watched a lot of, like, the beginning of it. And I was mm -hmm. like, eh, it's not really my thing. <laughs> I'm not going to watch the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the rest of it. Because I even think after I you read that to me and I was looking through like IMDb or something, it was like, oh, the two-headed dragon, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, there's a dragon in this movie? Oh, jeez. Come on, Tyler. <laughs> I know. I was uh, not there. It's just not on my brain. How? Maybe it's, I don't know. I, it's definitely in the movie I haven't seen since I was young. Maybe you didn't actually see the movie. Maybe you just saw all the awesome TV spots for it. No, because I do have this memory... But it's it's one of those clouded memories where it's like one or the other. It was like one that my brother rented a lot and we watched at home. Or it was a movie that was in my Aunt Leanne's VHS case when I visited her in Wisconsin. And the co my cousins picked it out and we watched it. It's one of those two memories. You better text your cousins. I should have. I should have done it before we recorded. Brother. Because... Um, and I, well, there was a lot of movies we'd watch out of that cabinet, but for whatever reason, the two that I remember the most, like being in the cabinet, maybe we didn't always watch it. I mean, there were like, okay, like Jurassic Park and stuff was that was in there, but I obviously had that movie and stuff too, right? Um, it was like, it was like, uh, maybe it was because the excitement, like knowing what the movies that we didn't have at our house or something like that. So one of them I remember, I think, but see, I could be wrong about Willow, but the other one I know was like Back to the Future Part 2. I, we had, like, Back to the Future Part 1, but then, like, because I was a kid, I was like, oh, it's the one with the future in it. That was the one we always wanted to watch with the hoverboards and stuff. So that was another one that she had. She had all three. And usually we would just watch – we'd watch two and then we'd have to watch three right after. Sure. But then we would skip, like, the act, the good the good one in the series. I mean, they're all good. Whoa, but they're all good, yourself. but the first watch one yourself. is a true classic, right? It's an amazing movie. And we would know, often that skip that. third one's pretty exciting. But it's not right, – come on. Yeah. I said Comparatively. That. You like time machines that are shaped like trains, right? Ugh, I did not like the old-timey Western one. Why? Because it's old-timey and Western. Oh, okay. Not a fan. That, speaking of which, you know what I tried to turn on the other day? And I was excited about We're watching it? We're talking about Willow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Never mind. Well, I was going to watch uh, Gosford Park, which is a movie that Robert Altman made. Yeah, and I thought. Yeah. Well, it's like a... It's like a down... Is it star Ryan Gosling? He's in it, yeah. Is he really? Yeah, that is Ryan Gosling. He's in, in that. In Gosling? No, 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 no. Ryan Felipe is in it. Uh, Sorry. He got me like, excited. Wow. I was so excited for you because I thought like you pulled that out yourself. No, Gosford Park, you no. get it? Ryan Felipe was in it. Okay. But, and a lot of other British people. Anyway, I was excited because I was like, oh, it's Robert Altman. But my, my distaste of anything that was like Victorian, like stuffy English stuff when I was younger precluded me from watching it. So then I was excited, you know, I was excited to watch it. Because, like, well, I've never watched it, but now I'm uh, excited to watch this because it's Robert Altman. All these great and actors you're, like, are in open it. open to new types of film now? Well, I, I like some of those movies a lot now. Like, there are some of those that I've watched and I've really liked, right? I mean, I 
my one of my favorite movies even last year was The Favorite, which is like that world kind of. Um, it's different, and maybe that was a little bit maybe a hundred years earlier, but still, you get my point. Anyway, very excited to watch it. And I started at 11 o'clock, and I was asleep by 11.15. <laughs> Jeez, I have not tried it again. So there you go. It's a good lullaby, though, if you need help Well, they were sleep. just, they were, Maggie Smith was like, hello. And they all stuff like, like that. cheerio, got done, yeah, nighty doink, Tyler. And you're just like, oh, I'm tired now. Good night, Tyler, have a good nappy loo there. Yeah, and then I went to sleep, and then I okay. woke up, and I was like, whoa, this is Ryan Felipe's still here, but I'm going to bed. Okay. Are you ready to talk about Willow? I am now, yeah. I had to get that Gosford Park thing okay, off of my brain. So but, yeah. it came out in 1988. Yeah. Which was a time when a lot of 1988 movies came out. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Did you have a list? No. <laughs> oh, you just wanted to it's make a comment? It's very 1988-ness about it. Well, there's this and like, I, I would get this confused a lot with like Legend with Tom Cruise, right? And, uh, well, we just did a Dark Crystal episode that I know that's very different, but not really. It's got, this has people in it at least. Um... Yeah, it starts off kind of harsh. In fact, we're we're watching with our kids. The scroll at the beginning <laughs> actually scared our daughter this time, our eight year old daughter. In that we like she read it and she just didn't like the vibe it was putting out. It's a time of dread. Oh, see, I don't think she liked that right off the bat. She's like, I don't like dread. Seers have foretold the birth of a child who would bring about the downfall of the powerful queen Bavmorda. Mm-hmm. You know what I don't like? Weird names. Weird. Okay, so I do like witchy supernatural stuff mm-hmm. i do not like weird fucking made-up names that are difficult to remember they are difficult bob to morta that i'm looking at you bob morta queen bev that would have worked fine jesus there's another one later jesus. that's a fairy that's a sherabrana why don't I just call her a uh, fairy share would have uh, been fine i don't like weird made-up words i agree so sorry J.R. tolkien i know you made up a whole language of elf and stuff for your stuff that's annoying did you hear that ding that was the sound of another angry email yeah. Seizing all pregnant women in the realm, the evil queen vows to destroy the child when it is born. So our our daughter did not was not a fan. She's like destroys the baby. What? She didn't like any. She didn't like this concept of like a baby getting harmed because then the next scene is like a baby getting like taken yeah. away from so a the woman. Mom has the baby. Yeah, the baby bears the mark. Whatever the fuck we they saw it for, yeah, we see it they later. Show it to us, but like they weren't talking about that before. Looks kind of like a tree. Kind yeah. Of so the midwife smuggles her out. The evil queen gets really mad and orders the mo- the mother to be killed. So right off the bat, we're just getting real violent. Oh yeah, we right didn't away. see the death, but she orders her killed, yeah. and then she sends off a bunch of pumbas to go after and eat the the midwife. Yeah, she calls them dogs. They're pumbas, but they're definitely they're like where they're like warthogs on crack. They're not like how many warthogs have you seen in real life though? Well, I saw I saw the Lion King. Mm-hmm. You see him in a zoo. I mean, they don't. They're not war. I mean, they look a little different. Yeah, don't get me they wrong. They looked weird. They got te- different teeth, and there's not. I don't. They didn't have like the the husks mm-hmm. or the tusks. What did I say? Husk the tusks uh, of a warthog, mm-hmm. right? Did they? Yeah. Okay. We just watched this today. Yeah, we did. Um, my favorite part of this movie mm-hmm. is um, to show the passage of time. It's <laughs> yeah. like there's ladies like running through the wild and she's mm-hmm. like, now she's in a meadow and now she's in a forest and now she's by a river. Oh, bam. Baby's got longer curly hair. Right. And what I'm what I'm unsure of is like how what is what time signifier is that? Yeah. Like, is, is it, it a one year? One month, three months, six, nine, 18 months. What are we talking about? Because you were here? speculating that they just, because it was a, a girl, yeah. they, they were just wanting to put hair on her so there would just be like no other talk of like Because it, it being... didn't seem like a lot of time had passed. No. And sure enough, like even like the making of stuff says they like the, it, the baby, the kid, the twins that played the baby 
did not have hair like that. They had to put like they use like syrup to put a wig on it because it's like it wasn't so it wouldn't hurt their head or whatever. So like the baby was these kids were young enough they didn't have that kind of hair. No. So, but then then again, some babies pop out with a lot of some hair. Some Babies do. I like so, our little nephew. He popped out. with Oh, that's a, true. Just a shit ton of hair. He did. It was like, and then you see a picture of him. You're like, that kid's one and a half years old. And he's like a week old. Whereas yeah. our kids, they looked like they were infants for like a good solid year because they didn't grow hair. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that there's that, but it's very confusing. One thing I will tell you though is that this movie is full of like big time reaction shots of this baby, like making weird cute adorable over I mean, ex- that's why i thought the kid seemed older because it was able to make these big expressions yeah i mean why is the baby not billed first because this baby's in so much of this fucking movie it should be called the baby what was the baby's name some fucking we learned baby. it later it was like elena i don't know lalana lalana oh hold on i got it i got it somewhere do you got it i wrote it down i wrote it down alora dinan yeah so, so we only learn that when the fairy share comes around. Yeah, the movie should be called Alors because uh, the baby's got the best fucking reactions to everything: sad, happy, afraid, nervous, questioning. I've never seen a baby make so many. I'm a stinker face. Insert the Bugs Bunny. I'm a stinker. La da 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 right here. La da da. La da. Um, Val Kilmer like reacting to Val Kilmer like, oh, you're you're a bad guy, or but switching right in the same shot to oh you're kind of cool like yeah. you're bad to oh you're all right kind of like, like reaction to a bit from a baby like you know? i haven't seen a, a kid act this well in a lot of in in i mean very expressive yeah usually well, a baby we just, just watch with a good kid actor we we're like oh that kid did a good job huh we just watched a movie where a kid was acting and we we're like oh that kid blank did check definitely not blank check the mandalorian no. That's a good baby performance. <laughs> no, an actual kid. Mm-hmm. Was it something we saw recently? I, well, I was commenting on how good uh, Roman Griffin Davis is in Jojo Rabbit. He's like 10. That's not like a little kid, though. Try again. Uh, the Olsen twins in Full House. Always nope. talking about them. Always. Because nope. one of the great child performances always. I don't know. what. This is a weird game. We were just talking about... Kid actors in there. We watched something that had a really good kid in it. We, earlier in this episode, we spent five minutes trying to decide if we even talked about a movie in a previous episode. So I don't know if we're going to get there on this one. <laughs> mm, was it Terminator? You take better notes. Terminator? There's no kid in that new Laundromat? Terminator. Laundromat? The Dolomite? No. These are movies that you didn't even the watch. Gorgon? The Gorgon? Oh, yeah. The Gorgon. <laughs> well, you're just looking at old notes of movies we thought, okay, this is not helpful. I don't know. What did you watch? Oh my god! Who cares? Was it Harry on. Potter? Yeah, they're good in that. Sure. Let's just say it was Harry Potter. I feel like it was Harry. Let's Potter. just say it was Harry Potter and move on. No, because <laughs> I was so impressed because it's so hard to direct a kid. Blank check. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. What are you doing? Who cares? Hitting three episodes. I'm the Vampire remember. Diaries. I hate you so much. <laughs> that's what you were watching. I'm just trying to help you. You're such a dick. I was trying to help you. That's what you saw recently. Anyway, this kid was a really good actress. I don't know if it's acting. I think it's just someone's making a face at him. They're like copying the face. It's not yeah. acting. It's you just like a cute what face. What happened to that baby since then? I don't know. Anyway, um, we are get introduced. So the midwife gets eaten by the Pumbas. <laughs> uh-huh. Before she does, though, she sticks the baby in a basket on the river. This is all like I know this shot by shot. This is the stuff I remember in this movie. Um, and then uh, Willow's kids uh, find him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to stop the movie and explain uh, what was going on because our kids had questions about this. 
Um, they are, are they supposed to be in this world, in this movie, like, are they dwarves or are they just people? They're I don't, dwarves. They're dwarves. They're Nelwins. Right. But our kids were had questions like, what are they? Because they, they didn't look like makeup or people or special effects. So we had to like explain like, oh, no, these are real people. These are real people. And this movie's awesome because it has like, I think Warwick Davis said it was like the biggest casting call for like. Uh, um, Little people. Yeah. like And it was and it's a ton in the beginning. It's the whole village of, of all these people. And it's it's so that's cool. And Warwick Davis. Um, what do you think about him in this movie? Uh, I don't know what you're getting at. I just performance. Like, what did you think of his? Oh uh, God, I hate it when you ask me what, you, what do I think. Because I'm just like, uh, it was good. No, I'm just curious if he's if it, if he's if compelling lead if it works for you. I mean, he definitely is living in the shadow of Val Kilmer in this movie. Oh, we'll get so to Val Kilmer. Tough. That's true. Um, that's true. So, I, mean, I yeah, I think he's good enough. I like um his energy. He's not, um, like, doing anything. He's just carrying a baby around the whole time. Yeah, I kind of like it, though. I like that in the beginning he doesn't want anything to do with this. Like, he's kind of like the rest of the villagers in that they just want to get rid of this baby because they know it's trouble. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of that way until his kids and his wife um, kind of latch on and he starts latching on. And then he – it's it's not a very big arc because it kind of – once Val Kilmer kind of enters the picture and he gets told he's on this mission, his arc of him, like – Realizing he's a he's a hero is over. Unfortunately, he just kind of is, which is fine. But his arc is over. But I like that those early stages where he's kind of like following kind of his people are like, well, we're gonna go just drop him off. We're gonna find someone to take this baby. And we're gonna go home because mm-hmm. that's what everybody else in his crew do, except for Samwise Ganji. Mm-hmm. This movie has a Samwise Ganji in the. In sure the does. There's a fellowship. There's a fellowship with these guys. They're gonna take the baby, but their goal is not to take it all the way to Mount Mordor. They're just like, if we, as soon as we find anybody we're gonna drop this kid off and they're gonna be it's gonna be their problem and his little fellowship is full of these same guys and they don't seem to care for uh willow very much he wants to be a magician's uh, apprentice Mm -hmm. but the magician seems like a fake to me although his apparently his acorn does work i didn't realize that i wasn't paying attention he seemed like kind of a fake uh, wizard though to me didn't seem like he knew what he was talking about yep but he anyway he didn't want willow to be his apprentice and uh the rest of town he's having some trouble paying uh, a guy for his farming i don't know um but once he kind of gets on this journey and decides that he's in charge of the kid then i mean his character doesn't grow much other than like he does some heroic shit so i was just curious if you like him yeah i just wasn't like overly do you like him in the leprechaun movies sure there you go (laughs) he's great in those are you curious about what has happened to the two twin babies who played the little baby i hope it's worth it because you were not engaging in the conversation with me for five minutes while you looked it up so yeah please well because laura is in almost every scene of the film i'm reading this off of uh, an article on the internet oh good job citing that the fw.com so it's very reliable i don't know what that is me neither that's why i wasn't gonna say it okay Um, a bunch of baby actors were cast to play her along with an animatronic infant Mm. the very thought of which is a pure nightmare i agreed um it's nice editorializing however most commonly (laughs) twins kate and ruth greenfield get credit where are they now um they marked willow marked the greenfield girls first in the last movie role oh yeah sure both have since retreated into private lives, though we did find the above photo. Oh, cause some stalking back in 2013 on one of their MySpace pages. Nice. Oh, MySpace. Anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, babies don't know. I mean, it's not like babies aren't kid actors. That There's no correlation between a, a baby going into, you know, well, not like a kid who gets cast on a TV show or yeah. something like that. Same with that. Ba- were you talking about a great kid performance when you were talking about Baby's Day Out? 
Probably. That baby? Because that baby's the best. Probably. Go back to episode, insert episode title here, and listen to that episode on Baby's Day Out. I can look that up really quick. Insert episode title here. Baby's Day Out. What's insert, your guess? Uh, what number are we on now? 60? Yeah. 41. Close, 48. That's not bad. I guess pretty good. Um, when are we going to talk about Val Kilmer? And well, what now, happens in this because movie? he, uh, they've left on their fellowship. The people have left. It's just him and Samwise. They don't know what to do with the baby. And they encounter a guy in a cage. And then at, we spend 25 minutes at this cage. The crossroads. <laughs> at the crossroads. I'll see you at the cross. Oh, I don't want to pay for the bell song. Sorry, yeah, Bone Thugs. Shut it down. Sorry, Bone Thugs. At the crossroads. He's in a cage. He's got dirty teeth when we first see him. Um... <laughs> Remember that? And then he's like scrubbing them later and then they're normal again. Yeah, he's in this cage and he's trying to get out of the cage. And he's just trying to any way he can. He's trying to convince the other guy, the bald uh, leader guy, to get him out. I'll take the baby, he says. You don't have to do anything. Just let me out of this cage. Blah, blah, blah. They don't let him out of the cage. He begs for water for a while. Willow gives him water and he drops it. Some army guys just come by. Just like a lot of stuff. For His old friend, minutes. Val Kilmer's old friend who comes into the movie later, comes by. He's like, I'm not going to help you on here. We're going to fight some people. He stays in the cage. And then finally, after quite some time, they get out of the cage. Now, is this scene too long? Yes. Do we cut to the queen? And we, we I mean, we, there's so many things that, like, they keep having to break this scene up, right? Yes. But it is uh, a scene with Val Kilmer doing Val Kilmer things. And I'm not going to begrudge it that much. Really? It's Val Kilmer doing Val Kilmer things. Yeah, Don't he, yawn on the podcast. He's very Val Kilmer-y. He is, um, yeah, he's super fun in the movie, as you would expect him to be. He is a kind of a, he starts off he's seeming like he's a, a cocky fella. Like he doesn't, he's just talking a bunch of talk and doesn't actually know what he's doing. But he later proves to be a pretty uh, formidable swordsman and, uh, you know, keeps coming through in a pinch uh, for Willow and helps him out and kind of reluctantly goes on this adventure with him. Samwise gets sent home because, I don't know, they didn't... He's done. He's going to go update the wife, go oh, check yeah. on things. Before the, before Willow left, remember that cool scene where his wife just cut off her ponytail and gave it to her? That was something. Mm-hmm. He's like, here you go, take my ponytail, and to which he periodically, like, rubs it. No, he doesn't. Yes, he did. It. He, like, st- like there's an insert shot, and he's just like, oh, I miss you, wife, and he rubs his... Uh, <laughs> ripped up ponytail right next oh to his Oh my cr- god. If right next to his crotchal area. Your feet, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's right next he hung it right next to his crotchal. Why do you keep calling that area crotchal? <laughs> the crotch I don't know, that's what I call it. It's fucking weird. It's the crotch area, the crotchal. <laughs> I'm trying to be scientific. I'm trying not to be gross is what I'm trying to do. Oh my <laughs> the word is not is not It's helping. like I'm trying to use a more uh clinical word for no. the area where your dick and balls are. Crotchal. <laughs> the crotchal area. I hate it when you say and that. And it's a good what I like about it is that it's a good word for both a male and female genitalia. And you could just be the crotchal area, you know what I'm talking about. Oh my god! These are science words. If you look it up in a science book, for example, if you want to look up, uh, say, scientific biology of uh, crotchal areas, you'll find that word. Did what you know was that? Um, Val Kilmer's character's name in this movie? Badminton? No, that's not it. Close, very close. <laughs> Mad. Mad Ringhausen. Mad Mardigan. <laughs> Mad Mardigan. I actually like the name, but who could remember? Because it's a stupid fucking name. It's kind of like Maid Marion Mad. What's that comedian's name? Kathleen Madigan. Uh, Mad. Uh, Ron Gardner is from, not Ron Gardner. What's that? What's the rookie of the year pitcher's name in that movie? Rowan Gardner, something like that. And then Ron Gardner, former Minnesota Twins manager. This is where my brain goes. What's his name? Mad Mad Soundgarden? 
Stop. <laughs> What's his name? Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan. The problem, it's a, look, it's kind of a cool name. They always say it a lot, which is fun because it's a long name. But when you have Val Kilmer playing it, it's just like that guy's, that's uh, Val Kilmer. When my notes, I just write Val Kilmer. Okay. I'm going to say a character and you tell me who the character was in the movie. Okay. This seems fun. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Mad Mardigan. That's Val Kilmer. Okay, who was he in the movie? He's a guy in the cage who's like a guy, and he ends up like helping Willow. He's a guy. Yeah. He's an okay guy, though. Okay. Uh, Sorsha. Sorsha. Ooh, okay. That is the evil queen. She's not good, and she seems like Sorsha's not good, too, but she's got hot red hair, and Val Kilmer's kind of into it, but she's on the... She's with Skeletor, and they're running around... And she's the queen's... Daughter. Yep. And she's going after the baby... But then Val Kilmer, like, I don't know, accidentally has a charm on him and he falls in love with her, but then doesn't, but then does anyway. And then she switches sides and she's got red hair. Yeah. Sorsha. Got it. Give me another one. I'm great. Skeletor. Willow Uthgood. That's Willow, played by Warwick Davis. I like how his name is, I mean, that's such a, that's a George Lucas name if I ever hear it. Uthgood. It's like a James, it's like an Avatar, an Obtanian, or it's a George Lucas's, oh, Willow Uthgood. He's good, guys. Don't worry. He's of good. Mm Mm-hmm. Queen Bavmorda. Queen Bev. Got it. She's the bad lady. She wants to get rid of the baby for some reason. No, why? Because she's going to... The baby spells doom for her reign or something. Yeah, she's also sorcery, right? She's got some sorceress shit going on. Uh, yes. Super although I didn't realize that until, like, the end when she starts, like, turning people into pigs and shit. Sure. Finn Razil. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me help you out. Okay. Um, in many parts of the movie, she played a marsupial oh, and a crow. Yeah. It's a witch lady. She's a witch? She's a sorceress. She's a sorceress. She, they find her on an island in the middle of some, a small island. She's like a marsupial, but then like, cause she's given, uh, Lan- not Lando, Willow. <laughs> <laughs> I got Mandalorian in my head. We were talking about Star Wars. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Willow, the wand, and he's like, okay, you can use magic, right? But he keeps mm-hmm. turning him into other, turning her into other animals. So it's like a crow, and then it's like an ostrich, a tiger, all sorts of shit. Okay, mm-hmm. what's her name? Um, they call her Raziel in the movie. No, they don't. They call her like no, marsupial. Raziel. What is oh that? Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so scary. Oh my god! This segment's been brought to you by Xfinity Mobile. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so. <laughs> Gary. Thank you, Xfinity Mobile, for our the sponsorship of our you podcast. Know, if you have a fucking website and mm-hmm. you have goddamn ads that just randomly play fucking Are you still on like the BFF.com when you're reading that yes, article? That what was that is called? The fucking site. Fredwolf.com. Fuck your site and fuck your article. Oh, How okay. about that? Oh, boy. Wow. I'm going to get a ding. There's another ding. email. Oh, I got some. I'm going to read some more reader uh, uh, letters. Ding. Okay. Who is High Aldwin? Uh, he's a Baldwin brother. High Aldwin. I don't know. <laughs> Is that that guy? That red-haired dude that, uh, like, helps, uh, Val Kilmer? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay? You can't tell from the pictures. All right. That's helpful. This game is... I think it is the helper guy. Yeah, I got no, it. No, because his name was Eric or something, right? Ulrich? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. There's a lot of guys in this movie. How about General Kale? That's Skeletor, right? Skeletor, played by Pat Roach. He is an old... So what's funny about that, he's got a... A big old skeleton mask. He looks like, to me, Skeletor, and he wears the mask a lot. But when he takes the mask off, it's just this old man, and it seems like he's not that kind. He's tall, I'll give him that, but it doesn't seem that formidable when he doesn't wear his mask. Yeah. Uh, You're just like, you're just some old guy. IMDb says that they named him after the uh, famed film reviewer Pauline Kale. I don't know. That seems like a stretch to me. Hmm. 
He died in 2004. He was old when this movie he came out. He was born in 1937. Let's do this. 37, 40, 50, 60, 70. He was, all, he was 50. That was amazing math. That's not super old, but 50 is pretty old. But that school Skeletor mask is on, right? Yeah. So he's a guy. Okay, oh, Is this job. what we're doing? Okay. What? No, is that we're done with that game? Who's Burkle Cut? Uh, what? <laughs> Who's Rule? Don't know. Kevin Pollock. Oh, oh, we gotta talk about these fucking guys. Mm -hmm. Okay, so at some point before we get on this, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of like stops on this journey that frankly, they don't need to be stopped. And I'll tell you one stop we really didn't need was getting these brownies on this, this case. Oh, brown, you remember that that's what they are. What's a brownie? He's, they're these little Gulliver's Travels guys. (laughs) (laughs) Right? They're little guys. They're like tiny, like the size of your finger. Yep. And they're with the, share fairy that gives the willow the actual quest like it says no you got to do this and these are the people little these these little fairy guys these little tiny things the gulliver's travels guys i say that because they tie up uh willow and samwise ganji on the ground and they're like tied on the ground like in gulliver's travels right yes exactly like it and and so uh that's why i called them that but one of them is kevin pollock although you couldn't tell that at least we have a it's not like we i'm not gonna brag but our tv's like a decent size yeah, we're watching TV we're on Americans. like a regular size of we're television. Real Americans, but there's not a lot of even even watching it on a big screen in our house. There's not a lot of real shots of these two guys close up. In that, if I didn't know it was Kevin Pollock, I probably wouldn't have known until like the end of the movie when you saw saw him really close up. And unfortunately, so these, these little guys, they're super annoying. They're supposed to be comic relief, but this is like this George Lucas thing of like these side like, this fucking shit we don't need, right? This is yep. Jar Jar. This I like Ewoks, so I'm not going to go there, but um. You know, it just doesn't. It doesn't work. And number and now it is also the thing that dates the movie completely because the the green screen work of them being inserted into the shots looks especially poor now. Yes, like it, it is the it is the thing that dates the movie more than anything because it d- never looks convincing. I'm not sure if it looked all that convincing then, but it really doesn't look good now. And every time we insert to these guys, they're being obnoxious or they're trying to make some kind of uh, funny comment, but they're not funny. They're just running around uh not doing anything. They serve no purpose. And they're in a lot of this movie. And not in the last terrible, half hour. Terrible, like, high-pitched voices. It, it sucks. It's just a terrible thing. They are not in the last half hour very much, which I appreciate. But, my God, for this middle stretch of this movie, they are in way too much of it. Mm-hmm. So, no to the brownies. Sorry. Not a fan. Yep. But they go on a... I don't know. Like, they go on a lot of steps of this adventure. Doll Kilmer's... Did you remember them? There's just a lot. There's a lot of things that they just kind of go from one so place to the... you remember them? The little guys? Yeah. I don't remember any of this except for that sled. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Once Val Kilmer gets with them, I don't know any of this stuff going on. It does None of it's familiar, not even the two-headed monster. Um, yeah, there's a scene where Val Kilmer... Okay, yeah, he falls in love with the girl because those little brownies, like, sprayed some dust in his face. Some fairy dust. Right. So for a little while, it's about four or five minutes of Val Kilmer behaving stoned or drunk, which is, I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah. Anytime that he's allowed to kind of just let loose in this movie, which is a fairly good amount, I like it. But then he, because I guess it's an enchanting spell, he, they're trying to steal the baby back because there's been several, several stops and goes where the baby gets taken and they get caught or blah, blah, blah. And they go back to get the baby from the woman, the Sorsha, Sasha Fierce. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, looks at her, and he he nearly starts 
Assaulting her? Assaulting her in her sleep. He does stop. So that's, we'll give him credit. Even in an enchanted state, he, you know, didn't seem to, you know, go too far, which is a good thing. Um, but then she wakes up and she's like, what's your deal? And he's like, oh, I love you. I don't I want to, I want to never be away from you, blah, blah, blah. And she's kind of like, all right. Yeah. You're cool. You're Val Kilmer. I get it. Right. And she kind of into it. But then like the next day, he doesn't remember this shit. And she's pissed off at him or whatever, right? And they're, remember, they're still enemies, but yeah, they're they're, they're vibing. They're they vibing a little vibing. bit. There's there's some sexual tension and energy there. There's a part where someone he's like someone said, "Don't you love?" Uh, oh, I thought you said you loved me or something like that, or like love. And he's like, "Like liked." I thought you liked her. It's like liked her. She kicked me in the face, which I thought was a pretty good line. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's at some point where they end up on they're they're getting away from uh, all these people. Val oh, Kilmer. Did you say the best line that he has with her? Mm-mm. When she was like, what are you looking at? Oh, yeah, say that one. That's a good one. I can't remember exactly. It's <laughs> oh, so like, what are you looking at? She says, he's like, he's like your leg. He's like, I want to break it. <laughs> <laughs> but in the trailer we played, not the one we actually played, but we were listening for trailers, they were trying to like cut like a cut of the romance of this movie where it was like the movie Willow without Willow. Yeah. And it was like, what are you looking at? And he's like, your leg. And then it doesn't have the line in it. That's just like the thing they're trying to sell the movie on is of Al Kilmer uh, being yeah. lecherous about a leg. Yeah. She's all, what are you staring at? He's like, your leg. I'd like to break it. <laughs> it's pretty good. It, it comes off real great. Yeah. I'd like it's to break a, it. It's a really Val- yeah. He's having fun in the movie. Anyway. Yeah. I don't, for some reason they're on, I remember the sled scene because I'm a, you know, I'm a fan of sled scenes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, Val Kilmer and Willow and the baby, they go down. It seems like it's Mount Everest because they are sledding for, this is another, like, if this two hour and six minute movie, this is about 45 minutes of sledding, I think, right? It's like a 45 minute sled scene. Yep. They go down so long. It takes forever to go down the whole mountain, doesn't it? Which I like, because I'm just like, yeah, keep it coming. Keep mm-hmm. the sled thing going. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, this uh, uh, culminates in a part where Val Kilmer has been, has fallen off of the sled and he's tumbling down he and, sure is. and he arrives in the village in a giant snowball <laughs> which i totally knew and predicted and called yep i was like i think he's gonna become a snowball and that's a village that's a uh now it doesn't when you think of a snowball you think like a rounded thing yeah. right this is more of like, like a, a cylinder yeah if you've ever seen like a hay bale that's been rolled yeah it's like a rolled hay bale but he's still got his legs <laughs> to stick yeah. it out of it um, no roll yeah, but it is a, a even in a movie where there are little guys running around and there's magic wands. This was a, a little bit of a silly image. It was. It, it was fantastic. I didn't mind it. Um, so I got to refill my tea, Tyler. Okay. So that means it's time for our favorite segment, tea time with Tyler. That's our favorite segment. Yeah, it's definitely the favorite segment. Mm-hmm. That's what our listeners call in and let me know. Oh, I got an email about that actually. Actually, I got an email. This email is from... Uh, it's Casper again. No, it's oh, not. Oh, that was Jasper. It was Jasper. This is uh, Velma. Velma says, Dear Old Millennials. I'd like more of that tea time with Tyler. Oh, this is exactly what you said uh, that people like. Okay. Fun, funny Are that, you ready? So isn't that weird? You have I thought it'd be a longer email. Filling up my people should write longer emails. To answer my question. Okay. Are you prepared? Thanks, Velma. I gave you a heads and up Jasper. on this, so you should be full. Wait, prepared. you did? I don't think you did. Yep, I sent when? you an email. Oh shit! Let me hold on. Let me look at my emails. <laughs> I <laughs> saw Velma and Jasper's. I'm ready. <laughs> Is you, which one did you send it to? Tyler Wilson. <clears throat> as I fill up. My I name. don't have an email that says Tyler Wilson. Name as many Val Kilmer movies as you can. Uh, MacGruber. That's the only one that matters. One. <laughs> Top Gun. Two. Uh, Batman Forever. Three. Uh, Tombstone. Four. Uh, uh, Real Genius. Five. 
Um, um, oh man, I I do like Val Kilmer, but now I'm spacing out a little bit. Um, uh, at first sight. Six. <laughs> um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Boom, that's a new one. Seven. Um, um, oh gosh, oh no. I like Val Kilmer. What's going on? Um, mm, what did I say that I haven't said already? Seven. You got oh, seven. It wasn't great. Would you like to hear a few more? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you named the ones that I would have named. So for that, congratulations. Uh, I feel like I, there's a couple big ones I'm missing. Uh, you got Top Gun. Yeah. Real, Tombstone real is good. Genius. Real Genius. These are good ones, yeah. Uh, Willow. Willow. Well, you, yeah. You I could have said Willow. You could have named I didn't, Willow. Though. Billy the Kid. Okay. TV movie. Yep. Kill Me Again. The Doors. Thunder. The Doors. God, The Doors. True Romance. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Real McCoy. You got Tombstone. Yeah. Wings of Courage. Yeah. Batman Forever. You yeah. got that. Yeah. Heat. Oh, God. That's a... Oh, he's so good in Heat, too. The <laughs> Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, I don't love that movie, but Dead okay. Dead Girl. No. Ghost I know. in the Darkness. Oh, yeah. The Ghost in the Darkness. The Saint. Oh, I can't believe I didn't name half of these. This is so frustrating. Um, At First Sight. You got that. Yeah. Joe the King. Yeah. Pollock. Never heard of it. Uh, Paul with Ed Harris, yeah. Red Planet. <laughs> Not a good movie, but yeah. The Sultan Sea. I saw it. Yeah, it's all right. Hard Cash. I don't know that one. Masked and Anonymous. Yeah. Wonderland. Yeah. The Missing. Blind Horizon. Spartan. Stateside. Mind Hunters. Spartan, George I saw. and the oh. Dragon. Alexander. Kiss Kiss Bang Alexander. Bang. Yeah. Oh my God. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Robert Downey Jr. That's so good. It's a good one. Tenth. I really blew it. Yeah, you did. Tenth and Wolf. I don't know that one. Played. No. Moscow Zero, Summer Love, Deja Vu. Oh yeah, Deja. Yeah, so that that sucked. I mean, Heat and uh, uh, Conspiracy. I don't. Yeah, there's a bunch now. I can't believe that I. Uh, Two twenty two. Yeah, no, but Heat and uh, no, isn't that a? I don't know that. Oh, I thought that was a Western movie. No. What am I thinking of? Something with time to y- Yuma. Three ten. Three ten to, to Yuma. Yuma. Who's yep. in that movie? Chris. Um, it's James Mangold directed it. It's a Russell Crowe and uh, is it Christian Bale? No, it's Russell Crowe. I mean, now we're gonna have to look that. Damn it! Up. I can't believe I forgot Heat and uh, The Saint. God, these are movies I've seen a bunch. Future episodes, right? Three Ten to Yuma came out in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Stars Russell Crowe mm-hmm. and Christian Bale. Yeah, okay, I got it. It's a good movie. Oh, Christian Bale's so good. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I did mention MacGruber, though, right? Because that's you the did. best one. <laughs> MacGruber. He's so good at MacGruber. Anyway. So, so I'm unhappy with that. Should we talk about Val Kilmer and, like, what happened to him? What do you mean? I don't know. It feels like he was, like, kicking ass, taking names. He was super hot. Everybody loved him. I don't know. Are we, then something happened. Are we got... being insensitive? Because maybe something did happen to him. Something happened. I mean, his his put-out of movies was fairly consistent. It's probably on quality. that same Wikipedia page that you're seeing. Like, something happened to him. I I don't have a Wikipedia page. Open. I think he's doing great. He was in MacGruber. <laughs> He'll probably be in the MacGruber sequel. Were people saying that he got fat there for a while? And I don't then know. He got back to normal. Did he do that for an acting role? I don't know. These are things I don't pay attention to. A lot of these actors of this age, uh, listen. He's sixty. I now. would love to know why Nicolas Cage is not like utilized better. I mean, because there's sometimes some more water? he's very good. In certain movies, but then he does like nine terrible movies, and then everybody thinks Nicolas Cage is a bad actor, when in fact, he's a good actor that happens to make a lot of really bad movies. That's true. John Travolta, same deal. I mean, John Travolta's a very good actor, but 
I don't know. He's a certain age now. He's just not getting the roles, or he doesn't doing a lot of straight to video shit. He was hot in Willow, though. Falcon John Travolta was not. Kilmer. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, there's some shots with his uh, shirt off, and he's he's in good. He's shape. hot in Batman Forever. He's got you know the Batman and Robin is the one that gets the bat nips jokes. He's got he's got the bat nipples in that's Batman Forever, man. That's uh, that's all Val Kilmer, baby. Yeah, he's hot though. Yeah. Sure. And I, I... I liked him in that movie, too. I liked him in a lot of movies. Heat, though. God, Jesus. There was a period of time um, where I was very attracted to uh, actors with long hair. And he has long hair in this movie. Yeah, everybody. Every movie. Every actor in the 80s had long hair. And it was hot <laughs> and amazing, and I love Name an actor who had short hair during this time Remember period. Remember when Brad Pitt had long hair? Yeah, see? The mm, same difference. So good. Heath Ledger. Mm, so good. Oh, he had Thor. long hair in The Joker. Thor. Mm, he's got short hair now. Thor, I know, Thor had, it's oh, acceptable, no. but then it came back. It's got fat Thor hair now. Uh, he's still hot. Yeah. Anyway, Val Kilmer's super hot. So let's Willow. talk about the false climax of this movie, because it really felt like the movie was going to end. When they get to this castle, there's people that are frozen, there's a giant, there's trolls popping up now that Warwick Davis is fighting, including a horrific random scene where he's got his wand, and he decides to shoot his wand at a troll, and he turns into... There's hair on him, then the hair wilts away, it turns into a bloody blob, and then some xenomorph heads, like, come out of it, and then it falls to the water. Yeah. And it was that, like, the egg to the dragon? Was that what was kind of suggested no, here? No, it was just, like, his magic. Because there was, like, his two magic heads. magic was transforming. Okay. Well, did, did, he turn in, did he turn the dragon in? Because it had, like, two little xenomorph heads growing out, and then it fell into the water, and then there was a dragon all of a sudden. Well, it, yeah, but he turned the troll into that. So he did he make that dragon thing? Yes. Okay. Because he's shitty at magic. Okay. Well, he got better at it later. Yeah, within minutes. Oh, that's not true. He actually didn't. Um, yeah, he really did. So then there's this giant uh, uh, stop motion uh, dragon thing, mm-hmm. which is pretty... It's a good looking effect. Again, the spatial uh, kind of when it's trying to appear lo- alongside actors is not great. It's yep. kind of, of of the time period. But, I mean, the effect itself is pretty fun. It made me think of uh, the... Search for the Holy Grail. Yeah. What was? The what? What are you saying? What are those movies called? Monty Python. Yeah. Yeah. You think of Monty Python effects? Yeah. It was like <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, you know, this is the the time period. I mean, uh, the dragons yeah. looked really bad. They looked... I like the look of them. No, they, they looked just, really bad. They're ugly then, on like, purpose. And then, like, parts of it, it was, like, if there's, like, someone in front of it, you could tell that they were just in front of, like, literally a movie screen. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, yeah. the spatial... The, the putting like those that. two... Like, putting them... Matting of them on top of each other didn't work very well. No, it did not. Because the little brownies, that's the same problem I'm talking about. That's what dates the movie, right? Yeah. But the actual effect itself, the monster, looks pretty solid. Val Kilmer hops on top of it. And uh, k- kills it or whatever. That looked okay. It, one of its heads explodes. That's fun. And there's a big battle in this thing. And you're there like, is. all right, well, good. The movie's going to be over. And then it's like, uh, nope. <laughs> We're going to have another half we hour. We still have 29 more minutes to go. And that's where I was like, this movie's too long. <laughs> like, we could have been just done here. Like, bring the queen to that castle and just have the show down here. I know we wanted to change the good witch or the good sorceress back into a human so she could go fight the lady, but I feel like it could have consolidated yeah. some of this. Was it this scene or the next? Oh, I think it's the next scene. 
at the at the queen's castle where the queen as they're all popping up ready to fight turns them all into fucking pigs yeah oh my gosh so good so that's cool but then it like lasts for like a minute like because then willow figures out like he gets in some instruction on how to turn the lady back and then she just fixes it and it fixes it off screen because like we see val kilmer turn to a pig and then like because that was really the next time we saw him he's like i'm val kilmer again everybody um so yeah i just tightening here would have been good then there's another big battle. Val Kilmer fights Skeletor. Uh, his friend gets killed. Well, he's not his friend. I don't know. They act like they're friends, but he left him hanging in that uh, that cage because everybody you know, keep him in that cage for twenty minutes. Um, so there's a fight with Skeletor. We get some violence here. It was a little uncomfortable with our kids watching because there's some stabby stabs going on. We don't usually let them watch that stuff. It was. I'm a couple looking... of them aren't really watching at the time. The young, the youngest, the youngest two had checked out, so that was good. I'm looking here at the list of. Um alternate versions that were made to get the PG rating in um, in the UK. Okay. And it says the only 34 seconds were edited to get it, but the fucking list of things that were cut out feels like a lot more than 34 well, seconds. Well, a lot of the, you know, you can do a lot in those fat fight sequences. I mean, that's how a lot of, like, even Hollywood movies have kind of gone from, like, R to PG-13. Like, they get rid of the blood spurts, they get yeah, rid of some of that kind stuff. Of stuff. So they cut out, like, the, the boars killing the midwife. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's off, it's kind of off screen, but, but it, you it see the beginning of it, it right? I told, I told our kids they were just getting bitten. I was like, nope, she definitely got killed. <laughs> Let our kids deal with some of this trauma. It means no worries. Yeah, you kept singing that every time the fucking <laughs> scary warhogs came on. Yeah. It was pretty funny. I was trying to help the kids through um, it. The scene where the witch turns the people into pigs was toned down. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they turned into pigs. What are you going to do? Um, they cut out where he um, turns the troll into the double-headed dragon. Yeah, it's pretty gross. That looking. was a pretty it's, gross. It's scene. gooey, you know. Um, the one where the one guy gets stabbed his his buddy. Yeah, they show stabbed. that. I mean, they don't. Kind of they don't. It's not again no blood, but you you know you're getting you're getting stabbed. You're getting penetrated. They cut out some of the bloody moments. They cut out where um, uh, the two old ladies were fighting each other. Right, that's the end of this movie. Choking the other one out. Yeah, and and the evil queen kind of like gets scary looking here. So this is the big Ah. confrontation of the end, right? We get uh, the the two, the climax number two, or the 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 queen is doing a ritual to try to kill the baby. Right, Um, it's taking forever. Because of course it does. Um, mm-hmm. When I, she's just to kill it, right? I don't know. Like we have no. To there's a whole thing. ritual with like blood. And she's yeah. trying to take its essence and okay. do some things. I don't know. So the good witch comes in with uh, uh, Sasha Fierce and Willow, and they go up there. Sasha Fierce gets knocked out um, pretty fast, and we never see her again. <laughs> Barely. We don't. Do we not see her again? I don't even know if we do. No, we. It's probably can't. true. She's the baby at the end. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, she gets knocked out, and the queens have a little like Emperor versus Darth Vader versus Luke Skywalker scene, right? Definitely. Uh, they're facing off with their wizard wands, right? And they're mm-hmm. pushing each other. Uh, evil queens got like fire powers. Good queens got like ice powers, and we're doing some stuff there. That's yep. kind of fun. Meanwhile, Willow's like, "What the fuck? I don't know what to do. I'm just like over in the corner." Well, it's just a fucking little bitch in this whole goddamn movie. A little bit, but then he does uh, end up being key to this whole thing. He has yes. to go and. Because the uh, good witch, good sorceress has been pinned down. This fight is uh, not going well for her anymore. We're about to lose the baby. He, uh, we see him in the beginning of the movie, like performing at a village performance where he does a magic trick where he like makes something disappear. A little pig. Yeah. So he, what he does is, because he keeps saying throughout the movie, he's like, I'm a powerful sorcerer. No one believes him. 
Well, he goes up and does this little thing where he's got like a baby in his hand or whatever. He clearly wrapped up something else or whatever. And he does a disappearing act and it makes the... The mean witch loses her goddamn fucking mind. And she like knocks over the, her pig's blood or something. Yeah, and then the spell gets done on her. Because she's saying the spell or something. Yeah. Like the spell's all ready to go. This is the garbly goop that I always yeah. just check out on. You're like, fast forward. <laughs> What's going on here? I don't know. Um... So then she gets, like, evaporated, killed, mm-hmm. and then Warwick Day is like, I'm a sorcerer, I just did a magic trick, and I'm the hero! Mm-hmm. And then everybody's happy, and then he, like, rubs his pony t- wife's oh ponytail God, on the crotchal again. And then he goes home, and he's like, hey, wife, hey. Like, your short hair. She's got her short hair, and he's like, I kept my hair next to my crotch. Oh my <laughs> next to my crotchal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and the baby goes on to, I don't know, whatever. The baby was, so, the the baby... Was supposed to spell the doom of the witch. Yep. And she did. Yeah, she did it herself is what she did do it with the baby. Her actions was when it ended up being her downfall. It, Not I the mean, baby directly. It was her indirect actions, really. And that's a lesson for the y'all. The birth of a child who will bring about yeah. the downfall of the powerful See, but when you, when you meddle, and she was getting too antsy, right? Because, you know, if she was like going to be like a warrior or whatever down the road that was going to come and take over your palace, you'd have at least a good... 15, 16, 17, 18 years of rule. Yeah. And you're already kind of older. Like, maybe just let that ride out for a while. Instead, your own hubris, your own hubris, you see, uh, you meddled, yeah. and then you got you got burned. Isn't it the old biblical tale of going and murdering all the babies? What? That's in the Bible, isn't it? I, we don't... We're, that's another email we just got. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, when... You gotta, you gotta like mark your door with blood. That's like Moses, like the Prince of Egypt. That's some fucking. That's old a new future. Shit. Okay, yeah, I yeah. know. That's fine. I'm just saying it's a tale as old as time of murdering babies. And then we get a scene where uh, Samwise and uh, uh, Willow are happy to see each other. No, wait. No, that's not right. That's mm-hmm. another thing. Yeah, it's another Fellowship movie. What's weird is that we <laughs> went from. Uh, the eight, again, you're right. You, you know, you you loved a lot of these. You love the labyrinth, which we haven't done. A, we haven't done an episode on the labyrinth yet, but I'm sure we will do. Yet. Uh, never ending story. We've done the dark crystal, all of this um, stuff, right? And it's it's always been, I I would say, in terms of movie going experiences, like oh, it's for kids, right? This is a kid. This is kind of a kid movie. These are yeah, kid they're movies. all like PG. And then whatever, what do you think it was that? Peter Jackson was able to do because the Lord of the Rings is predominantly a book that I think a lot of younger readers, not kids, but like teenagers read. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is definitely for like younger, good readers. So what, what did he unlock? Was it just like the scope of it, the scale, like the, the largest that he spread out? How did he turn it into something that is not, because now we get so many of these kind of movies, right? We get a lot of these because of how well the Lord of the Rings worked, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, J.R. Tolkien was really good at immensely going deep and creating a world. But even, like, when they made the Hobbit cartoon and the Lord of the Rings cartoon, they were like, these are for kids, right? But then, Peter, like, whatever they did, it was a big gamble. They spent a lot of money, this right? Is What's his name? But they unlocked Sam. it. It was... Frodo. It was another... Like, they just were able to turn it into not a kid thing. It's kind of like how Star Wars is a kid thing. Because he went to New Zealand. The New Zealand <laughs> He's magic. from New Zealand. But, you know, like... No, I'm serious, because it looked really good. But, like, George Lucas... I think it's worth noting, because George Lucas kind of unlocked the space opera for the masses again, right? Because he was taking serials from his childhood and blowing it up and making big blockbuster entertainment, right? He did that with Star Wars, and then he was attempting to kind of do something similar with Willow, 
and it didn't catch on. But then we, later, it really didn't. I mean, we didn't get a huge, huge thing like this until Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson made it. Look Am I missing? Am I no, forgetting something? It just made it look really good. Yeah. I guess. No, the, it's that the, New Zealand charm. It the, looked really good. Plus the hobbits, are they, they're little, but for, uh, Gandalf is big. They figured that out. They solved that little problem, didn't they? The big and small thing. Huh? Plus it looked really good. You didn't have any annoying little brownies in the movie? It seems racist to say that. I'm sorry. Brownies? Yeah. Hmm. They're, it's not, but it just seems like it's derogatory. I don't like it. I mean, it. I've never heard um, someone with brown skin called a brownie. I know, but I don't like it. Because I don't understand. I've heard of townies. Let's not go down this path. Um, <laughs> What's a townie? A townie is like a, a person that sticks around in their hometown and they uh, they they don't uh, they don't go to college or they just kind of stay there and then they go to the bars and they're just hanging out because they're like, oh, I live here and this are is my you, town. Are you a townie? Not really because I one, I left for a while. Two, uh, I don't like to do those things, which are like townies kind of like go. Oh, in there. that's right, because we're millennials, so yeah. we're like homebodies. Yeah, I so could just read an article about how millennials are definitely homebodies, and I homebodies. don't, and I don't technically live uh, in my hometown. You live so. within thirty miles of your hometown. A lot of people do, though, so it's not like I don't. People that I think townies are defined as people that never I don't. leave. That never leave. Yeah, they call you know what they call you a jackass. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> So, Tyler, how long have we been podcasting today? I don't know. The screen turned off. I hope it's still recording. It's definitely still recording. That's great. Uh, is there any other final thoughts you had on Willow? Is it worth? Was it worth revisiting? Was it worth My our final kids watching? Are, what would Rogers say? Oh. Hey, that's I guess. A segment where well, that's a segment, what, and then we should talk about final thoughts. What about what Roger Ebert? Thought? That's fine. Let's do that. So, what's your guess? How many stars out of four? I mean, I did. I. I you I don't, peaked? I, you motherfucker. In doing You're some reading, he, another thing came up, and so I know that he was mixed on it. So he gave it how many stars? Probably two and a half. Yeah, you gave it two and a half. I didn't see the star rating, but no. that, if he's mixed on it, I just assume. Okay. It's two and a half. Yep. He was mixed on it. He didn't seem mixed on it. He actually he actually dogs on the movie the whole time, so it's surprising that he gave it two and a half stars. A lot stars. of his two and a half stars are like that, where it's just like... Because I feel like he's liked movies he's given fewer stars to. For sure. But he just but, dogs on this the whole you know, time. You know, when you're writing a lot of reviews, I think you, you it's part of his entertainment value, right? You're you're really you're writing it's your piece, right? So you're you're writing about what you want to talk about. So maybe if you're indifferent to something, you'd rather talk about certain elements of it. Okay, so I have one major disagreement with what he wrote about. Okay. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Okay. So, um Should I get him on the phone? Oh wait, he's dead. He is you're a, you can't the dead man can't defend himself. But go ahead. True. Um first I have a question. Who's baby Leroy? I don't know. Okay. So I don't understand one of the references in it. What did he say in reference okay, to so what? I'm going to just read this. That sounds familiar. One of the crucial problems in Willow is that we see so much of this baby. <laughs> we do see a lot of the baby. She is dragged from one end of the known world to the other, mm -hmm. usually with a plucky smile on her face. Yeah. And whenever something interesting happens, yeah. we get an appropriate reaction shot from the baby. Best part of the movie, Roger. Hey, I like kids, but even baby Leroy couldn't have saved this character. I don't understand. Who's Baby Leroy? Because he capitalizes it like it's a known thing. Baby Leroy was a child actor who appeared in films in the 1930s. When he was 16 months old, he became the youngest person ever under term contract by a major studio. Oh, he was just like a famous... Uh, a famous baby? baby. Yeah, Way to just, have a 1930s poll, Roger Ebert. I don't know this. I know like Shirley Temple really well, but I don't know, baby. I'm, I'm sorry to say I this is not my uh This is forte. not in your movie trivia knowledge? No, and I, I haven't come across this in my... Uh, recent watchings on TCM either. So. Well, you better look up some movies with Baby Leroy because he's referenced. 
Yeah, I mean, W.C. Okay, so, Fields. Um, hard, oh, yeah. hard disagree, Roger Ebert. Yeah, I like the the I baby. Like I want more shots of the baby. The the criticism I do have of the shots of the baby was it always always just of her face real close up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't of like the baby like like doing anything. I like it when he the baby gets out of its little uh, holder and plays with a little knob that looks like on a thing and turns it into a face. marble. It's adorable. Punch you in the it's face. It's adorable. Um, I like how the baby changes size. So sometimes the baby is almost as big as uh, Willow. Like, or, yeah. Like lengthwise. And then other times, about half that size in its bundle of blankets. Well, I think, yeah, they because they're not using a baby yeah. a lot of the time when it's they're like, bounding them like up. It's changes sizes. The bundle changes sizes. Script supervisor wasn't watching that very yeah. well, were they? I think I'd be a really good script supervisor. You probably would be. I'd you got like, mm. to be really detail-oriented. you got to be able to, you're picking up on and everything. you got to be kind of a dick, right? you got to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Probably, yeah. I would whoa, imagine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That baby just got half the size. You would think, I mean, you, yeah, you have to, you're so kind of in charge of the continuity. I can see why they never showed the baby doing things, since it sounds like they just, um, corn syrup glued some hair on it. So it always has, its head was always wrapped up. Oh, yeah. So you never actually saw the, like, the baby and its babiness. What about when that big old beast thing is coming out of its cave, and then the baby's like, with his hand, and is like, mm, it's cute. It's cute! What was your final thoughts on Willow? What, after watching it again, what were your thoughts on it? Did it hold up for you? Do you think it's uh, worth think going back and revisiting? A lot of scenes held up, mm-hmm. but it needed to cut 30 minutes out of it. Because I... there was parts of it where I was like, let's get this fucking going. And again, it's not... I don't want to be the people... We don't want to be the people that are always like, you gotta cut, you know, 90 minutes. Like, a lot of good movies are way long, right? No. Movies but... from the 80s and 90s needed to be in 90 minutes. Well... I, this is the kind of movie, it, it, it's length is not, it's not, it's not moving. It's not chugging along. It's not feeling narrative. It doesn't have a lot of narrative momentum going. It feels like we're stopping and starting. And when you do that, it's usually a problem with your pacing and the problem with adding extraneous things. And that's what's going on here. If it was a two and a half hour movie that moved, that would be a totally different thing. We just talked about a, a, a new movie at Ford v. Ferrari, which is two and a half hours that doesn't ever do that. And so, yeah, again, this is just a movie that it just definitely feels like that. Now, having said that, uh, there are elements to it that I enjoyed. Um, yeah, it did feel a lot of it felt new to me though. I it was weird. Yeah. I for a movie that I apparently saw so much, I don't remember much about it. Um, in regard to the two little brownies, Roger Ebert says, mm. um, maybe Lucas thought these guys would work like R two D two and C three PO did in Star Wars, mm. but they have no depth, no personalities, no d- dimension. They're simply an irritant at the edge of the frame. Well, and here's the thing. Listen, R two D two beloved right here's the thing though c3po i think we can all agree agree is annoying but it's so weird because we a lot of us and myself included hold star wars to such a standard that if anybody even i think i've done it to you we're like c3po is annoying i'm like you shut your fucking face like you love you love c3po because c3po is c3po and shut your fucking face he's needed to make r2d2 more awesome but i mean I am willing to. I don't know if I'm willing. I don't know if I can actually go there. I'm not. I'm not willing to criticize C3PO at this time. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I retract my. Intent. I retract my statement. Okay. I'm saying I could see how someone thought. No, nope, I can't. He's okay. beloved, and I can't. So my final thoughts are: yeah. Would I watch this again? Probably. Our kids seemed our 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 six year old uh, boy. He was into it. He was a little bit worried about that baby. It's like, where's the baby? Every time they put the baby down. Every time the baby, they put the baby down. Where they put the baby? And I agree with him. They were putting the baby down a lot, and no one was watching this baby. Will was like, I'm going to leave you by the shore here, by yourself. That drove 
You'll be fine. That drove our son crazy. He's like, this is bullshit. You can't just leave that baby right there. Because yeah. we've, you know, we've said like. You can't just leave regular babies. Let no. alone a, a baby that's being targeted by an Highly sought, a, Highly sought after Fuck. baby. Fuck Willow. Yeah. You're bad at your job. Yeah. Plus he's seen what Baby's Day Out baby does when he gets left alone to its own devices. I mean, they can get into a lot of shenanigans. They can get into some trouble. Um, yeah, our daughter was not into the whole dangerment of the... She came back. It was weird. She really avoided it for the, like an hour, and then she came back in and was like, "What's going on here? I want to know what's going on." I'm like, what the fuck you, "You didn't stay in." You know, you don't get to walk out for an hour and then have us just catch you up. That's Having fucking said that, rude, hun. I I agree with you. It is too long. <laughs> like some of the stuff doesn't work. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those that I think if you enjoyed it as a kid, you'd go back and it, you fit right into it. it. Feels good watching it. It's uh, it's got that vibe to it. It's nothing that's nothing that's gonna stick out and be like, oh, I can't believe I love this. Mm-hmm. You know, none of that's gonna happen to you. I think you're gonna watch it and be like, yeah. Yeah, I it's, loved this. It's a good movie that you flip on on the the cable television, and it's already an hour in. Be like three and a half no, hours I'm on TV. Like, I'm talking like commercial free. Oh, okay. So you just slip in. It's already 45 minutes in, and you can just sit down. And watch. Maybe it that's what happened when we watched it. Was it maybe we were, we were always catching on TV, and it was like it would play until like the first commercial break, and then I'd be like, well, let's see well, if uh, I'm out. See if Inspector Gadget's on. Yep. Or uh, yeah, let's see if Goof Troop is on. Yeah, you I think know. it. I think it should hang around on the Disney Plus app for a little while and let people. It's not a Disney. On. It's one of the Fox titles, I think. Right? That's what's happened here. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. These are not things that I know of. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, after this episode, we're getting into the holiday season, Christmas stuff. We'll ho, see what ho, happens. Ho. We're gonna have some holiday themed content. Oh, oh. Go ho. back bef- to get ready. You can go back and listen to last year's uh, su- uh, summer, <laughs> uh, winter holiday content. We did episodes on Home Alone. Yes, we did. We did an episode on uh, Serendipity. That was a contentious one. Yep. Uh, we did an episode on Scrooged. Yep. And then another one that is escaping my brain right now. Oh, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Also, The Net. The Net was a... That was our first January one. But go back and listen to that one, too. It's good. Also, Harry Potter the first That was our... One. Okay. Like, we just... We're doing hol- the holiday-themed ones. Harry last Potter's year, holiday. Last year for Thanksgiving, we chose to do Beethoven because that movie had three-second scene with Thanksgiving. Because the it. cover of the mo- of the VHS, the cover, has them around the table with a big turkey. We thought about doing Planes, Trains, and Automobiles for Thanksgiving, and then we didn't. So... Sorry. <laughs> it's weird when you share stuff like that. <laughs> why? It's a, I'm opening up. I, I, you know why? I got another email. This is from. This is from. Uh, Jasper the ghost. No, it's from uh, just Lizzie McGuire. Just whatever. Just fill in the name you want. Jackson. It's from, uh, it's from John Jackson. Jackson. He said, "Love the show, guys. Uh, you know what I like behind the scenes." This was said right in the email. See, I have all this evidence. Every time you tell me not to do something, I've got these messages from our devoted fans. So this is my They're not long emails. Closing it. They're not long emails. They're always very brief, but they always are right to the point. And I always have them right, are locked and loaded for you. Thanks, Jackson, John from from Mississippi, Mississippi, for your letter today. All right, guys. Well, that was Willow from 1988, available on Disney Plus. We're not stop. You know what? We should just yes, we could. Yeah, you should watch it. We should, I want some money from Disney Plus. They got money. They could give it to us. They are not giving. They are not giving. Money. They're probably going to sue us for singing uh, the Pumbaa song. And they probably bought the Bone Thugs and Harmony song too. We're going to get sued twice. What are your final thoughts on Willow? I said them. I said okay. I think it'd be fine if you if you go back and watch it. We're done, right? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we will talk at you another movie. Bye. Bye. Crotchel ponytail. Oh my God, stop talking. <laughs> Did you say crotch on ponytail? <laughs> oh, because he puts the braided ponytail by his own. Oh, my God. It's terrible.
Wow, that's a big swallow. <laughs> You're still recording. Yeah, you this okay? is the behind the scenes stuff I was talking about. This is. This is like, oh, the mic is off. But what happens when the mic turns After off? After the scenes. What happens when the lights go down? 